of building the temple. And Maimonides writes about this mitzvah, that this mitzvah includes many parts. There's a mitzvah to build the ark, and there's a mitzvah to build the table and the menorah. Maimonides says all of these different components are part of the general mitzvah of building the temple. However, Nachmanides disagrees with him, and he comments on Maimonides' words and says that you can't say that there is a um, all-encompassing mitzvah to build the temple. Rather, each of these components has is a, is a unique commandment. It's, it's a separate commandment. The commandment, for example, to build the menorah um, is not considered a separate commandment, not because um, it's included in the general commandment of building the temple, but rather because building the, menor- building the menorah is a preparatory step of lighting the menorah. But Nachmanides looks at every single component of the tabernacle as a separate entity. It's not part of the general mitzvah of building the temple. Each component has its unique um, unique commandment. For example, building the ark, according to Nachmanides, is a separate mitzvah. It's not part of the general mitzvah. But Maimonides says, there's one big mitzvah. Build a temple. How do you build a temple? You have to have an ark. You have to have a tabernacle. You have, yeah, so you have to have an altar. It's all part of the general mitzvah. The interesting thing is that, that um, Maimonides, after he says that there is um, one general mitzvah, he then he says, Hashem considers this commandment to be on every detail individually. Now that seems to contradict his original statement. His original statement is, is that there's just one mitzvah. But then he says, Hashem considers this mitzvah to apply to every detail. What is he trying to emphasize with this? So to understand this, there there are basically um, three ways that um, details create a general principle. There are three ways that, three kinds of relationships that exist between the parts of an idea and the total of the idea. Let's take, for example, a, um, a concept. You have many different um, components to create a general point. You go through all these different components, and after you go through all these components, you come to a nekuda klawis, to a general point that is comprised of all these details. So there's three different approaches you could have to this exercise. One approach is, you just want to get to the point. You don't care about the details. You go through all the details. You go through all the back and forth and questions and answers, but you're not interested in the details. You just want to get to the point. That's one approach. Another approach is, is that it's important to you every single detail individually, and you go through every individual detail, but after you go through all the details, you get to something else, something new, which is you have now a... Um, a, a now a general point, but that wasn't your focus. Your focus was going through the details. You have something new that you now discovered after going through, going through the details. And there's a third way. A third way is, is that indeed your goal is to look at the general point. You want to get to the point. You're not interested so much in the details. But after you get to the point, you then discover the the relationship between this point and how every detail contributed to this general point. 
So let's say, for example, in halach and Jewish law, we find this a parallel for this. Um, in regards to the laws of things we're not allowed to eat, Torah says that although there, there is a, um, a, a certain amount that there is a punishment for eating various things, there's, there is also a prohibition of eating less than the full amount. So, for example, according to Rabbi Yochanan, although you're not allowed to eat, though there is a, um, there is a consequence of eating a uh, kazayis, which is about an ounce of a, any forbidden substance, let's say like a non-kosher meat, although you only get whipped, you only, this is the only punishment after having a full ounce of it, however, the... Um, prohibition exists biblically even on eating a tiny piece of it. However, Reish Lakish, he disagrees with Rabbi Yochanan, and he says there's no prohibition at all. As long as you're not eating the full ounce, it's, it's fine. Nothing wrong with it. It's not a biblical prohibition. It's a rabbinical prohibition. What is their argument? According to Reish Lakish, there is, the Torah only made this point that is prohibited. This point is comprised in many parts. These parts aren't important individually. It's only when they create something new, that's when they, they take on um, some significance. So therefore, there's no biblical prohibition eating a part of the ounce. It's only when you eat the whole ounce that they ha- you have this nukuda close, you, you have now a new definition, you have now a, something which is, which is in the, um, it, 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 what the Torah forbade. If it's less than an ounce, it's not included in the prohibition because it's the, all the different um, parts of the ounce contribute to this new entity, the kazayis, which is forbidden. But individually, they don't have any importance. That's one way of looking at it. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees and he says, well, let's look at the ounce. What is the ounce? What is the kazayis? The kazayis is created from all these different parts. But the fact that it, by the accumulation of all these different individual parts, it could create an ounce that highlights that every, the essence of the prohibition is also on every every separate entity individually. The fact that it the fact that it eventually emerges as one um, as one um, the fact that there is a a biblical prohibition a, a, a punishment for eating a, a full kazayis shows that. What is kazais? Kazais is made up of all these different parts, and therefore Rabbi Yochanan says there is a biblical prohibition of each, eating each part. It just you don't get punished to eat the whole thing. But the fact that it, it, all these different parts accumulate to create one ounce shows that the essence, the prohibition, rests on each individual part as well. We also find this um, kind of um, discussion in regards to, in the positive way, in regards to mitzvahs. For example, the mitzvah of lulav and esrik. A lulav and esrik, you have to have four species to the mitzvah. If you have three, do you have part of the mitzvah? No, you have zero. Only all four together can create the mitzvah. Each, each individual part is not a mitzvah at all. It's zero. How about um, the mitzvah of... That's a mitzvah of lulav and esrik. Mitzvah of lulav and esrik, it doesn't become a mitzvah until you have every single part. How about, how about having a minion? A minion of ten people together. Each individual has holiness. Every one of us has holiness in, in them. But when you have ten together, there's something new that's created. So each individual has holiness, but when you gather them together, a new entity happens. There's now something added, something else that happens now. Like This is similar to the second way that we were discussing before, that when you go through the details, you now have, you now have a general picture. Then there is a, the mitzvah of writing a Torah. 
It's not a Torah until you write in every letter of the Torah. Every letter has to be there for the Torah to be a Torah. But once you write all the letters of the Torah, now each letter has the holiness of a Torah. It's not just that there's a holiness in the whole Torah. Every letter has a sanctity of the Torah. It's like the third way. You need all the details to create something, but once it creates something, each individual part has the, has the holiness of the, of the, um, of the general... It, 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 this is like we were discussing before about going through details, get to a point that after you get to the point, after you get to the point, you're now able to go through the details and see how the point is reflected in every detail and how every detail contributes to the general point. This is also how Maimonides understands the mitzvah of building the temple. You could say three ways in, in the midst of building the temple, and, the, and there's a halachic difference in how you define the midst of building the temple. You could say the midst of building the temple is to create the whole temple, and nothing's important until you have the temple. The ark and the tabernacle and the, and the um, altar and the menorah are all details which are needed to create the point. Until you have the point, you have nothing. That's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is that they're, as Nechmanides looks at it, they're each of them their own separate entity. The menorah is its own entity, and the altar is its own entity. That's another way of looking at it. But Maimonides, he does a convergence of both ways. Maimonides says, on the one hand, the mitzvah is to build a tabernacle. And every component contributes to the tabernacle. But then the Ram adds the words, After you have a tabernacle, after you have all these components, the sanctity of the tabernacle is in every detail. Every detail has a sanctity of the tabernacle, like we said before about the Torah, that once you have the Torah, every letter has a sanctity of the Torah. That's how Manus understands this mitzvah. The main thing is, Hashem should give us the ability to, to fulfill this mitzvah, and we should actually build a temple in Yerushalayim today, Mamish with Mashiach Sakeinu. Have a wonderful week. All the best.